Welcome to Dear Friends and Dead Ends Podcast. My name is Ashley. My name is Cody. Cases may contain graphic material as well as explicit language. Intro music. Welcome to the Hell Zone by Spooky Black Vague 003 Remix. Oh, feels so good to be back in your ears. All right, we both had two very different things planned. So, (laughs) no, today is a really big day in Maryland, potentially. I don't want to hype us up just to get really disappointed, but I think we do that well on this podcast, so why not? Hey, for sure. Yeah. But it's voting day, the day we're recording, guys. Maryland is voting on whether or not we're legalizing marijuana. So, recreational marijuana. Mhm. Not just medicinal. Mm-hmm. Not just not just with your uh I always call it a green card, but that's clearly not the correct mm-hmm. uh No, it's it's not. Yeah, cuz it's a medical marijuana card, a green card's how you get to stay in the country. No, I know that, but... <laughs> but I always call it a green card. Uh, but yeah, uh, they may, hopefully, will legalize recreational marijuana and uh, stop fucking arresting people for bullshit. Yeah, people have been sentenced to life in prison just because they sold marijuana. Are you for fucking real? It's very dumb. So, I guess we'll see how, how that goes. I guess our... Uh, the way we open the next show, we'll really uh, let you know how that vote goes. The next show, sh- like, turns on and it's just, Buffalo Soldier. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley's eating some of her dinner. She's not, like, doing things to someone while we're recording. God, I hope not. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to cut out any disgusting noises anyway. Whether they're made by me or you. No, As no, expected. No, 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 no. Yeah. You guys won't know what that is because I'll cut it out. It's episode 41, I think. Right? I have no idea. Truly. That sounds sure. like it should be right. Oh, I didn't look up a headline. Alright, well, you know, you can only do so much. We are but humans. I know that's hard to believe because we look and act like gods. So. Yeah, we're but humans, though. <laughs> get it because i said we are but humans and now i'm saying but humans you thought i was using (laughs) the like we are this but we are this no i was saying but b-u-t-t we're but humans dude i'm fucking shell-shocked okay fair enough all right uh so yeah we don't have a headline today i mean i got time to find one though because he's going first cody shut the fuck up cares? i care so, fuck, I forgot to write down where this happened. God damn it. Oh, wow, that's rare for you. This story takes place in Alexander, Arkansas. On Earth. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Was that you? Me laughing at myself. Okay. Oh, you you laughed like Mario. <laughs> yeah, I laugh a lot of different ways, apparently. So. Don Henry was 16 and Kevin Ives was 17. What an age difference. I'm so sorry, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just an asshole today, I'm sorry. 
A bit before midnight, August 22nd, 1987, they had met up, they had gathered a 22 caliber caliber rifle, caliber, caliber, <laughs> and a flashlight. They were leaving to go shining. What is that? Ashley. Okay. Hi. Well, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to ask you if you knew what that meant, and then you were like, "What does that mean?" Um, <laughs> so, shining or spotlight hunting mm. is a method of hunting where you mm-hmm. go out. You have a bright light, and you shine it into the woods. You look for the little fucking glowy, beady eyes staring back at you. Um, and what? So a lot of people think it's using the flashlight to spot the animals so you can track them. What a lot of people don't know is most animals, be, they see a bright light. They don't know what it means. And they can't see your figure because the light's blinding them. So you can actually basically just, like, sneak up on them. So unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, this uh, flashlight essentially stuns them. Okay. okay. So it's it, when a deer stops in headlights, it's the mm-hmm. same shit. So basically, they're stunning these animals, and they pow. Fucking shoot Not the them. animals are stunning. Correct. No. These aren't like... No, it's it's not like a deer with its hair feathered. It's not like America's Next Top Deer. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was about midnight. They gathered up the rifle. They gather up mm. their sh- flashlight. They're going out to go shine. And unfortunately, by about 4 a.m. the following morning... They would be dead. Oh, no. Who could have expected it? On <laughs> such a podcast as this. <laughs> Their death is not funny, by the way. Cut two. Yeah. Sometime around 4 a.m. the following morning, August 23rd, a train is just going down the line. A freight train, in fact. A 75-car freight train that was actually more than a mile long and moving at at least 50 miles per hour. A mile long? Yeah. Fuck. This train had 75 fucking cars. It said like 6 tons or something, but um I don't I don't know what that means. Uh, like that's I know what a I, unit I, of measure of a Well, yeah, but a mile long train is going to be more than like a ton, so I don't know if they meant like the one engine was 6 tons. Mm. I didn't look that up. Maybe that's the weight limit. Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah, I have no idea. So this train, doing at least 50 miles per hour, is going down the line. Mm-hmm. The crew on the train saw something up ahead on the tracks. Mm. They spotted what they saw on the tracks when it was about <laughs> 300 feet out. I'm what the? F- <laughs> what? What is wrong with you? I don't know what I'm on today. All I could think of was the America's Next Top Deer. Instead of Tyra Banks, it was Tyra Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think Ashley has something illegal in her system. It's not legal here yet, Ashley. I don't at all. 
Tyra, Tyra Buck. <laughs> that's, that's kind of fun, though. It did happen, like, 40 seconds too late. <laughs> yep. It, it took a little while, but the train's crushing down the tracks, and they see whatever it is about 300 feet ahead of them. The crew immediately started blowing the horn and hitting the emergency brake. But the crew that was still at the front window realized it was two boys laying down on the track. They didn't react to the noise of the horn or the screeching brakes or, you know, the fucking rumbling that comes with a train coming straight at you. No reaction whatsoever. I mean, sometimes you're so stoned that you're like, oh my god, this massaging bed is so nice. Funny you should say that. So... The crew said it looked as though there was a blanket or a tarp on top of them. Oh, boy. But, again, they remained still. Mm -hmm. Trains are not easy to stop. No. The train did come to a stop. Yeah? 1,000 feet after hitting the boys. No. Uh, God damn, that's, yeah. They, they, the cops yeah. did say that they don't think there was a tarp because they could never find one, like in the surrounding area in the train. Anything they never recovered a tarp, um, so they weren't sure what the crew pieces. was. Yeah, uh, they weren't yeah. sure what the crew yeah. was saying in that regard. But yeah, took thirteen hundred feet for the train to stop, and the boys were only three hundred feet in front of it. The boys were examined for a cause of death. Obviously, as you are. Mm-hmm. The state medical examiner came up with the following. Accidental death as a result of marijuana intoxication. Did you choose this on purpose? I didn't. But then it kind of made sense. So I was like, well, stick with it. He said this state medical examiner... So the medical examiner that is the one to go to for everything, right? He's the top dog. He said the boys... He's the big buck. He's the big, he's the big buck. Which one's cheaper, beer nuts or deer nuts? These nuts. <laughs> deer nuts, because they're under a buck. <laughs> yeah, see? Your little shitty joke laugh turned into a real laugh. He said the boys had smoked the equivalent of 20, that is 2-0, marijuana cigarettes. And then... Marijuana cigarettes. And then had fallen asleep on the train tracks. (laughs) That was the actual cause of death that the state medical examiner gave to the four parents. Is this the same person that they hired to investigate the Ramsey house on December 26th? They might be cousins or some shit. 1996. Okay. Yeah, that's that's plausible. The parents called bullshit and immediately funded their own investigation. (laughs) They're like, no. That's that's real stupid. Fuck you. There's no way that happened. Fuck you. Right. In March of the following year, so again, this happened in August, but in March of the following year, 
a second opinion was offered. This professional was not local. He was sent all the findings from the original autopsy. Okay. But with his second opinion, he was very skeptical of the findings. Okay. With this, they were allowed a second autopsy by a different medical examiner. So this time, they did bring in, it was from a couple states over, but they brought in a um, medical examiner from Georgia. Okay. This new autopsy showed that they may have, they did have at least one marijuana cigarette, one jazz cigarette, one spliff, one doobie. They may have even had two, but it also looked like Don's clothes very clearly showed that he was stabbed in the back. Wait, what? Yeah, Don Don was stabbed in the back, and interesting. Kevin, the other boy, had his head crushed in with his own rifle. I. Depending on how they were on the track, though, like. I... They, there was, I couldn't find exactly what the difference was, but there was okay. enough ev- evidence that they were, they they got a grand jury to go from accidental death to definitive murder. Okay. So they had proof of something having happened. The So this is, this is like my, my, uh, my country coming out. Hmm. I understood this, and I'm sure a lot of other people will too, but Don's father, mind you, uh, Don was 16. His father was adamant that his son would not risk. So at the crime scene, they found Don's gun and the spotlight on the gravel next to the train tracks. Okay. The reason Don's father was so adamant that something had happened to Don and it wasn't just they they smoked some weed and laid down on the tracks was because he knew his son would never set his goddamn gun down on some gravel and get it scratched up. That's fair. That's fair. I when I was when I was a younger kid and like I was going hunting and stuff with my dad, mind you, I literally have never seen an animal when hunting that I wanted to shoot. Like I haven't I haven't seen any animals. I've gone hunting with my dad like probably like between half a dozen and a dozen times. I've never seen a fucking deer. I've never seen anything else that we're supposed to be shooting at the time. I had a squirrel run through one of the tree stand with me one time, and that was fucking terrifying because it just came <laughs> out of nowhere and <laughs> across the goddamn tree stand and went flying out the front end. So that was scary, but I've never seen an animal. But I do remember my dad very specifically telling me, like, you watch the gun. The gun doesn't bump up against stuff. The gun doesn't bump up up against trees. You keep this thing safe. Don't be scratching up my goddamn gun. Right. And I feel like a a lot of people will will understand that. But as soon as I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I I would. You'd have to kill me if you wanted me to set my dad's gun down in some fucking gravel. Because your dad would kill you. Yeah. Yeah. No, not a chance. 
so that <laughs> that was kind of funny to me. I was like, oh yeah, I can. That makes sense. Also, who's gonna lay it down on the tracks? That's not comfortable. Mm. Who the fuck is laying down on the tracks? I would rather lay in gravel, honestly, because at least there's a little bit of room for like adjusting the gravel. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That makes sense to me. That makes no sense. But you're right. These are professionals. What happened to the boys? Well, we don't know. This is a fucking unsolved murder case. But there are some theories. Oddly enough, just a week before the boys were murdered, a man wearing military fatigues was wandering around near the train tracks. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is back in 87. Yeah. Like I said, they're kind of in like rural slash rural-ish Arkansas. And there's just a dude wandering around in military fatigues around the train tracks. This is, that's weird. If you see that and it's a smaller town, most people know everyone. You don't fuck, you're like, who, who is this guy? So a police offer, uh, yeah, a police offer, <laughs> a police, <laughs> a police officer attempted to stop this man to see what he was doing. The man immediately fired a gun at him multiple times and ran into the forest, and they <laughs> weren't able to locate him. <laughs> the night the boys died, they had reports of someone in military fatigues in the exact same area. Oh, boy. What now, if it's... Oh. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. What if... Um, this, this, this isn't like a good option, but what if it's like a soldier that came back and he has PTSD, which is not funny, but he also has dementia. So he thinks he's still over fighting. The, uh, I'm, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. I'm not totally unsure. You're not describing Rambo. What? I'm pretty sure in Rambo, he comes home from war. And the cops, like, give him a hard time, and it triggers his PTSD, and he runs off. Because in the first Rambo, like, the cops are after him for, like, really no reason. It's not until, like, the other ones where he turns into a fucking killing machine. Because uh, I've never seen Rambo. Yeah, in the, in the first Rambo, I'm pretty sure, like, the cops are messing with him, and then he has to, like, try and get away from them, and... It's it's a problem. Yeah, but he didn't have dementia. He didn't have dementia, just PTSD. Okay. So well, mine has dementia. Thank you. Okay, so hang on. So you mean <laughs> like you mean dementia? Like That's what you I said. you think this is like a this is like a 70, 80 year old dude? Or like oh, amnesia? I don't fucking know. <laughs> is that the word you were looking for? Yes, Early oh. onset. Early onset. Early, 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 early onset dementia. Fuck, I don't know. Maybe he's just not real good with me memory. He he's not real good with memory. Yeah. Oh, okay. the memories we have in Idaho. <laughs> That's gonna be on the soundtrack. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and also, thank God for Tyra Bucks. <laughs> Tyra Bucks. <laughs> Tire bucks. Um, so yeah, so weird people in the area, but what most people accept is the theory that they were honestly 
basically just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And may have come across associates of a famous drug smuggler that was active in that time. Um, so there was this guy named Barry Seal. <laughs> Seal, just like the animal that took Buster's hand. <laughs> he was a commercial airline pilot. Pilot. Jesus fuck. <laughs> Barry was a commercial airline pilot who didn't like his paycheck, apparently, and started running drugs for the fucking cartel. Like, the real shit cartel. Not like that plywood you see at Home Depot. <laughs> he was a professional plywood. He, he, uh, he had his own plane, and he would pick up drugs from the cartel and then do prearranged drops. So... Apparently, uh, the same thing, or not the same thing, but one of his drops were discovered, like, a town or close to uh, where they were, but not, like, right on top of it. But, um, essentially, he'd fly over in his personal plane, kind of get, like, low, drop the drugs, and take off, and he'd have, you know, people that he was working with come through, pick them up. Um, so they could, you know, be, be broken down and distributed. Right. So we, again, we, we don't know what happened to the boys. The, the only other (laughs) fucking weird thing was apparently one of the prosecutors for the case of the murder was yes. later arrested for dealing drugs in association with Barry. Hmm. So, yeah, it's it's just it it just blew my mind that they were like they had some jazz cigarettes and laid down for a nap and then a train ran them over. They were like, "Nope. Like run it back. Look at it again. Oh, one of them was stabbed and one of them was beaten to death. You're terrible at your job." I just I don't it's just weird. Right? It's super weird. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. It was just, it was kind of, like, I know it's it's a decently quick one, but, like, it was just so interesting to me that, like, it just, it, it just, it sounds like, a, it sounds like a movie script. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's, it's obviously something, I don't know. There There's something fishy going on. Yeah, I'm trying to look up. I had a headline. I'm excited because I was down here waiting for you and Sarah made a Hello Fresh. So once we're yeah. done this, I get to run upstairs and eat a delicious homemade meal. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure you're real excited. I don't. What? I said I'm sure you're excited. About the food? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I just said. Hold up. All right. All right. I got one. Okay. <laughs> this is from January of 2022. Hmm. Woman charged with trying to buy another woman's baby in Walmart self-checkout line. Like. I'll repeat myself. I will, Yes. We're going to do this one more time. Woman charged with trying to buy another woman's baby in Walmart self-checkout line okay so i have questions 
<laughs> did were were the two families in self checkout, and then the woman was like, "Oh my God, I simply just must have that baby. How much?" Or did she like snag the baby in the home goods section and run up to self checkout and think she had to pay for it? So, okay. Her name is Rebecca Taylor. So it's like the, one of the whitest names ever. So great. Um, so she offered another woman half a million dollars, which obviously she would readily have in Walmart. Not everyone can shop at Walmart. You know what I mean? You, she could have that money, but to, to purchase her baby, half a million dollars, right? Let me see. She was arrested, blah, blah, blah. So the mother of the child said that she was approached while waiting to scan items in self-checkout. So she was in line when this woman came up to her. And she began um, saying comments to the woman about her son's blonde hair and blue eyes before asking how much she could purchase him for. Huh. When the mo- Yeah. So the woman starts laughing. The woman said that she had $250,000 in the car readily available. She could just pay that much for him on the spot. What if she did, though? I don't know. This just seems like trafficking because then it says mother, the woman also claimed that both um, Rebecca Taylor and a woman that was with her, they started, like, calling her son by his name as if they'd been following her around because they she didn't tell them his name. Oh, you don't like that. She did not address it. So they had been following him. So already that's fucking shady as shit. And this is like trafficking. It has to be. Like, why the fuck else? That's fucked. I feel like I wouldn't want it to be. But my first question would be like, show me the cash. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's to get her to the car where they probably would have either abducted them both. Or snatched the, snatched the, yeah. Because otherwise there's no way. I'll be over at the Western Union portion of walmart you bring the cash in to me and annie ann's thank you so Fuck, i'm still so jealous you have an annie ann's in your walmart i do fucking we've got a we've got a western union and um associates that don't speak to you <laughs> <laughs> like any other walmart yeah uh so the woman said that um, Rebecca Taylor also followed her out to the parking lot and continued to offer her more money. So it started out like 250000 and then she kept increasing it, and then it got to half a million um, because she wanted him, and she was going to take him. So she was like, I, I will have this baby. I will have hmm. this child. And apparently they had the surveillance. Is it wrong that I'm like a little disappointed? I wanted her to try and scan the baby. Like, I thought she, like, was going to snatch the baby <laughs> out of the know. cart and then be like, ah, I won't scan. Ma'am, ma'am, come over here. This item won't scan. Price it check. won't scan. Must be free. Go, 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 go. Oh, God. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard that people, like, people that I even worked with in retail would say that shit when we would go out places. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go like, fuck yourself. Who says that? I mean, we don't talk anymore, so it doesn't matter. But, um... It's just stupid. It's really fucking dumb. Uh, that would have been hilarious if she legitimately grabbed the child and just started, like, moving his butt along the scanner. Like, why? Right. Why no oh, scan? Like, like Maggie why? in the opening of The Simpsons. 
Um, mm-hmm. You don't recall that? Oh. No, I don't. Marge and Maggie are in the grocery store, and Marge puts all the stuff up on the conveyor belt, and Maggie crawls up there, and she doesn't see it, and she turns around to the cart, and she's like, where's Maggie? And the cashier picks Maggie up and scans her, and then throws her in the bag, and then Marge is like, what? And then she turns around, and Maggie's like, meh. Out of the bag. It's a, it's a whole good time. <laughs> um, obviously, you can tell I'm not huge on The Simpsons, like, Hmm. I didn't grow up watching it. It was not something that my mom ever put on in the house. So. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was younger. I actively, I was I was not allowed. I The first episode of The Simpsons I ever watched, I'm getting pretty off track here, uh, but the, per- first epi- uh, the first episode of Simpsons I ever watched, I had to f- fix a TV to watch it. Okay. Because we had this old busted ass TV that didn't work anymore, and yeah. my, I I said something about. I said something to my mom about like why can't I just watch The Simpsons? And she was like, "You're not watching it on this TV." And I jokingly was like, "Well, what if I watch it on that TV?" And pointed to the broken one. And she was like, "Fine, if you can get it working, you can watch The Simpsons." And I fucking did, and it was great. And she probably was like eating her words she was just like "Ah, yeah ah." no after that one episode she was like this is still very inappropriate or not allowed to watch it anymore and i was like ah shit because like the first episode (laughs) i watched like uh itchy and scratchy end up like going through a fucking escalator and getting like their whole body degloved of skin and i what have i seen i i've seen at least one episode of treehouse of horrors and then like maybe like here and there like snip but like yeah, very very few episodes yeah um okay so my story my missing persons case is about eugene fish why did i panic a little bit because when you started to say eugene i thought you were saying you and i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> we need no edibles guys we are already fucked up as is there is no hope. My next missing persons case is about you. Dun, dun, dun. And then someone jumps out. No, it's, you know what it would be? Uh, for me, it would be because I ate an edible, blocked you, forgot I blocked you, and was like, what happened to Cody? Well, guess the podcast is over. Oh, all of our six people would be so sad. <laughs> hey, no, they wouldn't. four of them would be devastated. Two of them wouldn't notice. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know I if any the... of that's true. I'm just making that up. No, I think the ratio is the other way around. I feel like two people would really <laughs> care. <laughs> then four people would be like, eh. Well, is that podcast? It was good for background noise. Yeah, right. And not much else. All right. So this takes place in Cannon City, Colorado. And this is June 2004. Mm. Oh, uh. So I did these notes right after we talked about noodling. So uh, my okay. my opening line was, it's inappropriate to ask about being inside a fish, right? Asking for a dear friend. Because his last name is Fish. Mm. Moving on. So Is, is deer D-E-A-R or D-E-E-R? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, no, it's spelled like D-E-A-R. Yeah. Probably didn't need to answer that, but it's fine. We'll just move on. <laughs> well, you know. 
I cannot stop thinking about Tyra Bucks. I'm not going to lie. So I'm trying to move forward with my life, but I can't. Tyra Bucks. And I know Cody's really ready to eat, so I'm very sorry. Oh, shit. So this takes place in a rural area. An argument at the home of Eugene Fish and Lynn Fish, his wife, on June 21st of 2004, prompts Eugene, a.k.a. Gene, or as I like to call him, Genie in a Bottle when we do karaoke. Okay. Um, so he left the house. Okay. You would think I was drunk when I wrote these notes, but I wasn't. So... It gets, it gets worse. Okay. Anyway, Lynn, or Leonard Skinner, as I also call her when we do karaoke. <laughs> okay. Okay, no. So, for real. He, they have an argument. He leaves. This is all her account, obviously. So, she says Eugene left their home in Colorado after a disagreement. He wanted to cool off. Um, and then... So it's about one week later after he leaves that she calls Jane's father. A week. A week? A week, yeah. So maybe she's related to John Barrel from my last case. Yeah, what the fuck? It, dude, if I say I need to I need a few I need a little bit to cool off and I'm not back in like a couple hours, I'm dead. Yeah, Cody's not made for the outdoors, guys. Mm-mm. I take my I take my allergy medicine at all sorts of times. I'm just I'm a I'm a I'm a fucking moving target out there. <laughs> His eyes get real glossy with those flashlights, man. Exactly, especially with the glasses on. It's just like he's just yeah. Oh, poor coach. Yeep. She says he left and that he chose to leave. No one made him leave. I feel like normally that's determined through investigation and not someone claiming yeah. that doth protest too much like, mm. She's like oh no he chose to leave he, he said i might be gone for like anywhere from a half hour to a full week <laughs> anyway that's what she tells jean's father and then um she further elaborates oh i think he did this on purpose he chose this um he left of his own volition <laughs> so oh, that's fuck. Not, not suspicious <laughs> at all guys nothing to see here Oh, she's just selling it. Right. Um, it doesn't specify if his father had asked her, and this is just the portion that they put in the notes, you know, from the investigation, what have you. But so far, it just seems like she kind of just declares this because she called him. He did not call her. Right. So also, obviously, she's volunteering this just when no one has asked her <laughs> at all. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. That's so, so much funnier to call. So he's he's just living his life, and she's like, um, he's been missing a week. He he left a week ago. Did you know he? No one made him do it. No, no one made him do it. So no, like, he wanted to leave. Do you have any information? No, perf. He was like, these boots are made for walking, and I was like, oh my god, such a good karaoke song. Anyway. My stage name's Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I know. I'm genie in a bottle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we should probably move along. <laughs> so Lynn continues. Gene wanted to be, quote, 
free of responsibility. Okay. I, okay. She also says that he smashed his computer, cut up his credit cards, and then left. Also intentionally leaving his cell phone behind. Uh, she said he planned to go to South America, likely Mexico, to, quote, disappear. <laughs> Shit, what the fuck? She I mean, gathered is... She gathered all of this from, hey, I need some time to cool off. She's like, he must no. be in Mexico. No, but first he cut up his credit cards. He smashed his computer. And then he was like, yo, I'm going to go Mexico. And then like, he <laughs> fucking left. Can can you imagine if you walked down into the basement, like you're over my house and you come down into the basement right, and I'm just right. beating the absolute shit out of my computer <laughs> with a baseball bat. And you're like, Cody, what are you doing? And I'm just like, getting ready for Mexico. <laughs> what no, the first, fuck? First question, what bug got on your computer? Like actual insect. I don't give a uh, shit about a bug. Okay, fine. I mean, some some people. If it care. was an alligator, now we're talking some scary shit. If it was an alligator, the, the alligator would do it itself. Mm. Another it reason probably. to not like alligators. It might mess up my computer. <laughs> it could eat me. It could break my computer. I don't care next, for alligators. Next time your computer's not working, you'll be like, "God damn, gators!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, the gator gonna get you. <laughs> gonna get you with his spyware (laughs) 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 you should not be allowed to do a podcast so as i said uh he smashed up his shit and was like hey yo i'm gonna go to cabo (laughs) but so like brb but but how how the fuck did she gather all this information if he just broke all his shit and dipped out? Is she saying that, like, I, ju- I just don't get it. She's, um, I mean, She's yeah, lying, I mean, it's the thing. I mean, that's, yeah, I think we've all gathered that. that. That's why it Autumn, might not make the most sense. Autumn, we gathered that. Autumn, we put that together. Okay, good talk. She's gonna kill me for that. Um, so, uh, no, because initially, I'm just going back to the beginning where she just says that he went to go cool off and now she's like oh wait um his computer was smashed he did that he did that he did that he cut Uh, all his he cut all his credit cards before going on a very expensive trip (laughs) oh all that debt that we had on those cards he did that he did that that means we don't have to pay right he he cut them up so we're good yeah we're good we're even cool I gotta go shred the my credit cards. What? Yeah, right. Everyone just starts shredding <laughs> all their cards. So, uh, yeah. Red flags, anyone? Anyone? A little bit. Uh, yeah. Lynn goes, Gene took his truck. <laughs> okay. But wait. Uh, so he has this uh, F-150 Ford pickup. It's about four or five years old. It was made uh, in the year 2000. But when they're arguing and he takes his own vehicle, he relates to her, I'll bring this vehicle back to you. You know, it's his only means of transportation to get to the airport to get to Mexico. Yep. Right? In theory. Or uh, where are they? They're in Colorado. I mean, technically he could drive if you want to do. Either way, he needs this to get places. They're in a rural area. They're not in the city. How else is he going to get to Mexico? 
But he was like, I'll bring this back to you. And then, um, what, is he going to, like, walk there? It's just so fucking dumb. So I'm just imagining the investigators show up, and she's like, the truck, by the way, is there. The truck is not missing. The truck is there. And her way to explain it is, I'll bring this back to you, is what he said. So the investigators are like, well, then why is the truck here? Yeah. She's like, oh. You have it fucking delivered? Oh, that's right. Uh, he brought it back. But then he left again. This time, I think he said Norway. Wait, is that Such a joke? A conversation. No, yes, that was not real. Uh, dude, uh, I don't know, because this bitch is a bad liar. That's fair, that's fair. This is not a simple driveway that leads to their house. Uh, it's three miles long behind a locked gate. Yep. So he's going to take the truck mm-hmm. to cool off. And well, fuck, you get to the end of the driveway, there. you've already had time to cool off. You would think so. You would think so. Um, apparently not. So, per Lynn, June 21st is the day that they have the fight, and he goes missing, a.k.a. he just goes to cool off. We now come to August 2004. Two months. Lynn decides to let the authorities know that uh, her husband hasn't <laughs> come home yet. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Two months in. Um, she has a disclaimer though. But even like even the fucking dad didn't do nothing? Yeah, um maybe they weren't super close. Maybe their conversation was just a lot more simplified where she was like, Yeah, he went to cool off, blah 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 and the dad was like, Okay, alright and then like I don't know. You give him a 90-day? <laughs> give him a 90-day window to come back or no? Like, I just don't... I don't know. So, yeah, it's a little weird. Um, no, but she has a disclaimer when she tells authorities. Gene uh, Fish cannot be uh, filed and considered missing. He chose to leave. He abandoned his life. Therefore, um, obviously, they, they just can't file a report, right? Then why contact them? Yeah, I don't know. What? What? So she called the police to say, hey, my husband's missing, but he did it on his own. Just wanted you to know. (laughs) No, this is the one where it's actually my bad. So I forgot to correct it in my notes because I I wrote the correction later on is, no, that's what the detectives told her, was that Mm. she um, went to report it in theory. And they're like, yeah, we can't do that. Okay, that makes so much more sense. I was like that's wild to call up and be like "Mm, he went away a little bit ago but like i just thought maybe you should have it on record (laughs) see what i don't understand though is on september 1st of that year of 2004 a friend of his files a missing persons report so maybe she's just claiming in august she went to do it and that's what they told her Mm. because i feel like that's not true interesting because if the friend can file it you would think that's yeah but also cops hate paperwork so they might have just been like meh maybe that particular person that day was just like really shitty ma'am i know your husband's missing and everything but can i ask you a question i yes i'm great at karaoke i was gonna say i do karaoke at this one bar (laughs) tyra bucks once a month 
You may have seen me. Uh, do you go by Leonard Skinner when you're on stage? And she's like, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. I keep getting distracted. So, just a little background on Eugene Fish. Uh, he was quite the badass. He served in the Air Force. He went on to work for the Naval Criminal Investigative Service. Also, NCIS. Yeah. Hey. Exactly. My boy Mark Harmon. Yeah, it took me way too long to put that together. Because they didn't write it down as NCIS in any type mm. of abbreviation. So it took me a minute. He also worked with the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, whatever the fuck that entails. That's that cool. sounds pretty badass. This allowed Gene to retire with a pretty, you know, meager uh, pension of about four grand a month. God damn. That's not bad. That's not that bad. Ain't bad at all. That's not bad. So, um, and this is in 2004. So if we right. did the numbers, it would, it would be a, what 4,000, 4,000 a month. So 48,000 a year. I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad be, for to being fucking, retired. Yeah. For to fucking hang out. Shit. I mean, usually all your shit's paid off at that point. So usually that's just like fun money and like yeah. food. God damn. I mean, I'm not retired, but I'm guesstimating. Since June 2004, uh, Eugene Fish has not accessed his bank account or retirement purely for safety and peace of mind. In case he should return, Lynn has continued to collect the pension on Gene's behalf. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Just out of concern for him. Yeah. You know, if he comes back and he's and he's cooled off, if he comes back and he's not cooled <laughs> off, he doesn't get any of the pension. But if he comes back and he is cooled off, the pension's his again. Mm -hmm. That seems fair. I, I think that's fair. So just a minor side note, Lynn switched their joint accounts to bear only her name uh, in about August of 2004. Oh, so she wasted no time. Like, you know, she gave it two months and she was like, so... I think he has anger management issues. I should probably do the finances. I think he's just going to stay in Mexico. That's what he told me, I think. He loves tortillas. <laughs> tortillas. <laughs> Quesadillas. Oh, there was something really weird. So they were talking about how he was born and raised in New York State. That though he chose to live in Colorado, the rest of his family was still in New York. Uh, he had a couple children, but the wording was kind of unusual for how they explained it. Okay. Um, it's almost like Lynn wrote it because it says he lived with several women during his life. That's exactly verbatim what it said from the notes. Okay. He has at least one illegitimate, possibly two children, also in the notes. So that's super helpful. Oh, yeah. Lynn definitely wrote this shit. Yeah. Uh, so he and Lynn had been married for seven or so years before he went missing. Um, and there isn't, you know, a lot of evidence, but before he disappeared, you know, to Mexico, he stated that he had grown, uh, less and less fond of being retired and being married. Mm. During the marriage, there were multiple, um, moves while he worked for NCIS. Their property in Colorado was 35 acres and they okay. had even hired, yeah. So it was it was not like a small chunk of land. 
and they had hired workers um, that were contracted to build their home. Back in 2003, about six to seven months before Jean vanished, uh, Lynn confides in one of the people that uh, is building the house. I mean, I really hope this is a lie, but I don't really know. She says that um, Jean had either shoved her, pushed her, whatever happened, um, but she didn't want to file a formal complaint, so she's basically accusing him of abusing her. Uh, police mm. talked to Gene, and his wording said, we resolved it, any problems were taken care of. So maybe he was actually legitimately abusive, and she right. got fed up with it, if he, if she did do something to him. She fucking Dixie-chicked them. It's possible. Damn. And 35 acres of land? He has a lot of space to distribute. It's a lot of hiding spots. About five months before Jean vanished, uh, Lynn tells his father that he he beat her. So I really don't know how to process this Wait, information. Wait, Lynn told his father? His, fa his father. Oh, damn. Same person she talked to like a week after the quote, yeah. cool off period. Uh, police also uh, seem to indicate that Lynn has wavered on multiple details in different statements regarding her husband's disappearance. Mm -hmm. I have a slight list. So these are the things she has conflicting statements on. Uh, whether or not Jean abused her. Uh, whether or not the F-150 had a CB radio. I don't know why that's relevant, but that's one of the things. <laughs> okay. Uh, I get, and there must be some details we don't know that play into yeah. that. Uh, whether the return truck had keys in it, because I think the keys are missing or some shit. Hmm. So that's weird. Um, the amount of money Jean took with him. Her story has van or uh, varied from uh, eight thousand to twenty thousand that he took, but um, I don't know why it keeps changing. But she doesn't have like a set amount that she. Stuck I mean, to. regardless, that's not a insignificant amount of money. No, that's a decent chunk of ch chunk of change, unless she's trying to explain like missing money from their bank accounts, like chunks yeah. of money. In which mm. case, that's also like payoff money if you think about it. If someone helped her. Theoretically, if she were to have done something. Right. Um, lastly, the other thing that she's been wavering on is uh, whether he actually had planned an upcoming karaoke performance of uh, Christina Aguilera's Dirty. <laughs> she hasn't answered that one fully yet, so we're still... My... So... Oh, wait, do you have more? Uh, I just have a tiny bit. Let me see. Lynn said she'd take a polygraph, then declined. Um, the older I get, honestly, those details mean less and less to me because we all know a polygraph is not accurate. Typically, right. it's not reliable. Um, Jean's parents, unfor unfortunately, have since passed on, uh, but they did fight for a lawsuit against Lynn for wrongful death. Unfortunately, the case was uh, dismissed. Um, and currently, it is only categorized as a missing persons case, and it remains unsolved. Damn. So, yeah. That's, uh... Maybe he went to go fish. <laughs> another another little fun fact about my upbringing. Um, my, my parents were very strict in what we watched. Well, my mom was. My dad was not. 
My mom she was very strict. Give a shit. Well, well, I specifically have like three different. Well, there's at least two that I remember vividly that my dad. There was two scenes in movies that my dad, as I was a child, like yeah. thirteen and younger. Um, yeah. My dad called me into the room to watch these super intense movie <laughs> scenes. And I was just like, I wasn't allowed to watch anything crazy. So I was just like, oh, my God. Um, but uh, no. So one time I had friends spend the night and we all slept in the the living room and mm-hmm. we had MTV on. And this was during the days where MTV hadn't gotten rid of music videos entirely. So right. like. It was still like you like it was music videos from like let's say like two a.m. to ten a.m. and then at okay. ten a.m. their their bullshit shows started and went all the way to you know two a.m. or whatever. But yeah. um, my mom came into the room and Christina Aguilera's music video for Dirty was on, <laughs> and she woke me up and yelled at me because she thought we were watching porn (laughs) she was like this is this is porn turn it off cody this is porn turn it off you are not allowed to watch things like this turn it off i was like oh yeah i like i like wake up out of a dead sleep and i'm like oh sorry oh 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 this is a good song mom and she's like turn it off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mom, the beat is really good. I like it for the beat. <laughs> yes, I like it for the beat. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I just I had something, but I, I have no idea. Um, I thought, oh, someone from France listened, or or one of y'all sneaky bitches, Francois v- VPN. Francois, ou de toi, escargot. Um, garçon, garçon, Lumiere. <laughs> you said that real American. <laughs> Lumiere, Lumiere. How do you say it? <laughs> French. Lumiere. I need more. <laughs> Lumiere. Lumiere. <laughs> I feel like a cat about to throw up. <laughs> That's what you sound like. I feel like we need an episode of just of Cody trying to pronounce things in French. I'm down. Oh, Christ. That'll be like a special episode. That'll be like a special. Oh, That'll God. just be me drunk at some point on a live stream, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. We should do that. All right. Well, it's been another (laughs) fun-filled, informative episode of the Dear Friends Dead Ends podcast. Tyra Buck, don't give no fuck. Okay? (laughs) Tyler Buck tells you... Tyler. Wait, what am I saying now? Oh, I forgot it started out as Tyra. Um, Tyler. Tyra. Tyra. (laughs) She wants you to smize. Smize. I was trying to figure out something that went with that, but I couldn't. Smile with your eyes. Smize. 
don't go to Buckwild this week, guys. Oh, you know what? Uh, apparently there was... I always forget this. Uh, I love the show Arrow with Stephen mm. Amell. And his mm. wife was... Is... Uh, she was on America's Next Top Model. And apparently she was the girl whose hair they cut super, super short. And then she, like, quit because Tyra was abusive. I've heard a lot of things about her not actually being... I mean, that's surprised to probably no one. Right. I mean, it doesn't come off super genuine, honestly. No. But, you know, a buck's got to do what a buck's got to do. Yep. So we learned today. <laughs> we laughed today. Hell, maybe we even made a friend. A dear friend. Uh, spelled D-E-E-R. D-E-E-R. Three E's. <laughs> E D E E E E. How many? It's like it's like Christina Aguilar is dirty with two R's, but our our deer has three E's. <laughs> I don't I don't think that works, but okay. So dirty deer. We're we're winding down now. Over no, not. We're about to we're about to let you get back to your daily life. Why are you saying hey, like a lullaby? You might be having some trouble right now, but just remember, we're here for you. And you're not us, so. <laughs> and you're not us, so got a leg up already. A deer leg. <laughs> That's um, dumb. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Go eat, you crazy goblin. All right, later.